Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News with Kim and Lisa. We are fresh off the part two of Vanderpump Rules reunion, and let's just say it was good as gold. Pandaval is officially going off the rails. Schwartz is popping that Xanax. Sheena got served, and Raquel finally makes her way to the reunion stage. It is literally all happening. We're going to break down all of the shocking moments and give you guys our hot takes. But before we dive in, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. So we pick up right where we left off last week, and that is when James kind of stormed off the set. He was over it. He was done so. And we get this kind of tidbit as to why. And he basically says that every time he gets angry, he has to go pee. And I'm like, okay. And then I saw a headline this morning of Kelly Ripa saying that she thinks James has a UTI. What do you think? Agree or disagree? <laughs> I thought maybe it was some guidance from his therapist. We know he's seeing a therapist. And I thought maybe it was some guidance from those sessions, them saying, you know, when you feel like you're about to boil over and explode, just get up and walk away. Because this is the third time he's done it and then he does it again in this episode. So I feel like it's just advice from that. I don't know. I've heard other people speculating. Is he going to like do something in the bathroom in terms of drugs? I don't want to believe that, but that has been thrown out there also. Yeah, it was weird. James is you know, not one to stray away from blowing up and totally facing whoever is coming at him. So I don't know. Normally it's a fight or a flight, but James seems to be doing both. It's uh, it's weird. Yeah. So then the cast kind of breaks for lunch and we see everyone go one way. Sandoval goes to visit Raquel in the trailer 100 yards away. Schwartz stays on set to do some push-ups. I don't know who he had lunch with, probably himself. He seems to have, you know, alienated himself from the cast as well in all of this. And let's just dive into the Sandoval Raquel of it all. Okay, so this is like their first sighting together for the reunion, right? How were you feeling? Oh my God, I had like fucking full body chills. Like this is the first time we are seeing them together, you know, since the news broke. I mean, I guess we saw them in that final scene on the finale, but... For some reason, this just hit different. So they're talking about, you know, Tom is like, it's rough out there. You know, I'm glad you're here, but it is rough. Ariana's going to lay into you. They are setting the scene to make us look like pathological liars. And Kim Raquel's response was, which we know that we're not. I mean, the only thing that we've lied about is the affair. I feel like the guy in the meme that is just like, you know, like what, what? That's kind of a big thing to lie about, Raquel. I, what, what did you take away from that? Cue Katie. What? What? Like, oh my God, Raquel. Yeah, you're not a pathological liar. You've just been lying for the past eight months to your closest friends. I would say that's pathological. Yeah. I don't know what this chick is thinking. She does not, you know, have a complete thought. She just speaks without even considering what she's saying and obviously it's completely like contradicting what were your thoughts yeah same it was very odd because considering all the lies that go along with the cover-up of the affair that's what's pathological about it 
I'm sure she was constantly lying to Ariana, lying to her other friends about, you know, her whereabouts, who she's talking to, who she's texting. Like, there are a lot of lies that would go into covering up something like that for so long. So the fact that she doesn't think it's pathological is pretty disturbing. So then she does confront Tom about how she didn't like how he was responding or how the information came out about him and Ariana's relationship and how they were, in fact, still intimate, even as late as, you know, January of this year. And it seemed like he was telling her something different, which I'm sure he was. And so she was kind of confronting him about it. And his answer was basically, well, you know, things had gotten a lot better. Ariana was usually putting me down and everything, but all of a sudden she took a turn and she was supporting me and supporting my my fashion choices and saying, oh, Tom, you're so good at fashion. You should do whatever you want. And so <laughs> he really didn't answer her question. He basically just said, well, you know, she became the girl who was gassing me up all the time to use a term from Ariana and giving me confidence. And, you know, I liked that. And it's just wild. So I think this kind of adds to the pathological lie of it all, because I don't know, we heard that Tom and Raquel talked about the reunion before they went into it. He was kind of coaching her. I kind of felt that that was almost like a little rehearsed moment that they had, you know, to maybe put Raquel in like a better light to the audience like you know maybe make us feel bad for her that like she wasn't getting all of the information but Mm. I think she had all of the information I don't know I feel like Tom and Ariana were still together maybe he didn't tell her that they you know were doing better in therapy and being more intimate but I think that this was a ploy um, on Raquel's side to kind of make the audience like feel for her in this situation like oh, Tom, who's cheating on his girlfriend with me, is also cheating on me with his girlfriend. Like, feel bad for me. I just don't know that I buy that she's that calculated about it. Maybe because she has Tom giving her that advice, but I don't know that she's thinking that many steps ahead. You're right. You're right. Maybe the crisis PR team gave her, like, some bullet points. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess I sway back and forth. I just said she doesn't give any thought to what she says but then I say she had this in her mind so I don't know it just kind of seemed like too easy for her to just be like oh feel bad for me Mm -hmm. so then speaking of swinging back and forth she makes this statement about how her entire character has come into question and she says you know last year I was in a transitional phase, I think was her her term that she used. And she said, I think I swung the pendulum too far the other way, you know, from being this sort of like goody goody to I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want and not give a shit about anything. And she says, this is my wake up call. And that I think was telling too, because it's just hard to imagine being in that mindset where you need something like this big to be your wake up call. And so in that sense, I do kind of, I don't know, I feel bad for her because I really do think that she has issues. Oh, she definitely has issues. I mean, she's been in a mental health facility for how many months now? And I don't know, who knows if she's made any progress or not, but that girl needs help for sure. And Sandoval is actually like trying to guide her through this to the point where, you know, he walks out of the trailer 
and we think that their scene is done. Mm -hmm. But really, he wants the cameras to cut and he wants to take Raquel out to the back of the, the trailer parking lot and have pretty much his own one-on-one -on -one with her to discuss right. what went down, you know, maybe what she can say when she shows up on stage. And the producers are not having it. They are like, no, you can go have a break by yourself. But if you guys are together, we have cameras on you. And he just blows up. He's like, I need a break from filming. Stop filming. I don't want to be filmed. Like, Tom, you're on a reality show. The cameras are here. You are not going to get any alone time with Raquel. Yeah, he starts saying, I'm in a very delicate position. We have to watch what we're saying. Yeah, no shit. That's why we want cameras on you, because we don't want you to go off and scheme and, you know, play out what you're going to say together. Like, thank you, Patrick, for not giving in, Patrick, the producer, for not giving in on this. It was just I think he was kind of showing off for her in a way, too. I think he was trying to, like, pull his, you know, I'm the star of the show and I'm going to get what I want kind of thing. And it didn't work out. It didn't work out. Um, but I will say that there is this paparazzi video which came out on reunion day of Tom and Raquel having a smoke break in the parking lot and there are not cameras on them. So then my mind went to, okay, was this just kind of like a, you know, a ploy for production to be like, oh, you know, you're seeing everything. But really, there is footage of them having a smoke break with no cameras around them. So did they get that alone time in the end? Like, were we duped by production? What were your thoughts? I don't know. I feel like maybe the camera and the boom mic were cropped out of the photos that we saw because they did not seem to want to give in. Or maybe they said, all right, you guys can have two minutes. But I don't know. That's a good point. So the lunch break is over. Tom seems to be maybe cooling down a bit. Um, but we have the Scandival whistleblower herself, Allie, join us on stage. And I'm glad that she joined us. You know, she talked about her and James's relationship. And obviously, the topic of drinking gets brought up. And the Toms kind of bring up how James kind of is still getting out of control with his drinking he is getting belligerent in public places when they're having events together. He climbed the rafters at an event. And basically, it's it's Tom versus James once again. You know, James is being like, I'm the DJ. I'm actually performing there. You guys are just showing up, like, doing absolutely nothing. And Allie does say she doesn't like when James drinks. But she says, oh, it's not as bad as it used to be. We're taking a break. You know, sometimes I just feel like we need a break and we take a break. So the cast made a good point. The Toms get shit-faced too. So I don't know why they're being so hard on James about this. Well, they definitely do, but they don't explode in the way that James does when he's drinking. So I think it's, and I hate to like take Tom Sandoval's side on this, but I think he did have a point in saying it's how we react differently to drinking. You know, James gets out of control. He gets violent. He yells. He, you know, may or may not get physical. It's a bit scary. And like we I mean, we have seen Tom Schwartz in the past, like pour drink on Katie and like do things like that. But I do think James takes it to another level. However, then when Tom said, you know, I don't I don't slap girls on the ass when I'm drunk. I just wanted to be like, let's roll the tape back to Mexico at Sheena's wedding when you see him smacking Raquel's ass um, after the white party. And 
you know, that hypocrisy. And so I don't know, I guess I, I, I can I see what the point that they were trying to make. And I I agree. I don't think James probably should be drinking. It seems like he has a complicated relationship with alcohol, but no one on that cast is perfect. And James says he's still going to therapy. So, you know, I think that's good. I think I still the signs that we're seeing of him yelling at Allie and Canyon Club, whether or not they deserve to get kicked out, who knows, but there's just a pattern there with him. And I think he still has a lot of work to do as much as I do think he's grown and I do enjoy watching him. I, I still think there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. I agree. But I think Allie is good for him. She seems to have like a good head on her shoulders. I did love we got more like a twist on the worm with the mustache. We got a mustache prick and mustache worm bitch, which again, more iconic lines from James Kennedy, even though we unfortunately can't use them anymore since Tom shaved his mustache on Howie Mandel. But I don't know if you had the same thought that I did when Allie left the stage, but I'm like, we didn't talk about the Abbey. Like, let's talk about the Abbey. That was like her shining moment of the season. And Andy didn't even ask her about it. Or if he did, it was cut out. I know. I thought the same thing. I thought that was so weird. That was like such a pivotal moment of the season. And they did us a disservice in not showing them asking Allie about the Abbey and, you know, getting her response to it. It was so strange. So missed opportunity, Bravo. Maybe it is in the extended Peacock version. I haven't had a chance to watch, but we'll see. Then we get into the restraining order. Obviously, this is a big elephant in the room with the trailers and the Sheena and the Raquel of it all. Um, so basically, Sheena can't say anything about the restraining order. Andy's trying to grill her. Sheena cannot say anything. And Lisa chimes in and just says, even though Sheena says she didn't punch her, Lisa's like, I think she slapped her. I'm like, Lisa, like, okay, way to insert yourself into yeah. this, like taking a side, like, I don't know. And we once again get Sheena's iconic excuse, like, can I make a fist with these nails? And everybody is like backing her up. It's just chef's kiss i just it's like well yeah you just make it like that <laughs> it's still fits. but it's totally her defense is totally giving if the glove don't fit you must acquit you know the classic oj defense but i mean listen i do i feel for sheena she obviously didn't want this segment to be long because she just i'm keeping my mouth shut when sandoval gets asked about it Holy hell, there was the longest dramatic pause I think we've ever seen on TV. He takes so many breaths in trying to gather his thoughts. And he said, I want to preserve, I'm, you know, I'm in a hard spot. I want to preserve my relationship with Sheena, but I also want to tell the truth as if those are two conflicting things. And he comes out and says that he heard Sheena saying on speakerphone, I just punched that bitch in the face. And Ariana, whose phone was the one that Sheena was talking to, says that didn't happen. She didn't say that. Sheena's saying, I didn't say that. Tom is saying, that's what I heard. I feel like she probably, in her anger, said, we know she pushed her, right? And I feel like she probably said something to the effect of, I swear I wanted to punch her in the face. I swear I wanted to punch that bitch in the face. And Tom just misheard it in the heat of the moment and twisted it. 
I don't know. That's that's where I landed. What about you? Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. I think definitely in all that chaos, there's no way that Tom Sandoval is going to remember 100% word right. for word what Sheena said. Maybe it was it correctly. Exactly. There's chaos. You know, as we learned, I think in the Call Her Daddy interview, Ariana's on the phone with Sheena. He's on the phone with Raquel. It's like all happening. Right. And I don't know. At this point, are we really going to believe Tom Sandoval? Are we no. really going to believe anything he says? Like, no. And I think the court of law, the jury wouldn't either. So I'm just going to like brush that under the rug and pretend I never heard it because I am team Sheena. Sheena also kind of gets into how she actually sat Ariana down and told her about these suspicions that she was having. I think it was in January. And Ariana like really, you know, took it seriously. Sheena came to her and was like really serious about this. And I think we can tell because it was off camera, you know, like they didn't do it for the show. Uh This was like friend to friend. And Ariana just was like, I'm going to believe my friends. Thank you for coming to me. And that just oh my God, like I bet when it came out, like she was just like, damn, you know, like Sheena was on to something and maybe I shouldn't have given these people the benefit of the doubt. That's tough. And then, you know, the open whole open relationship thing at Coachella, Tom denies telling um, Raquel that it's just a lot of digging up these past instances and rehashing them. It's, it's tough. Yeah, for sure. So then to kind of close out that segment, Andy says, well, I have something that Raquel gave me to give to you. She couldn't give it to you by herself. So here it is. And it is paperwork that shows Raquel wants to dismiss the restraining order. Sheena breaks down in tears, rightfully so. You know, she is has obviously been very stressed about the whole situation and starts, you know, crying and just saying that how hard it's been, you know, it's affecting her daughter, her daughter is upset, seeing her upset all the time. And she's just saying, how could this person do this to me? I did. I went out of my way to be kind to them. I gave her a place to live. How could she betray me like this? And then we see Raquel watching this in the trailer. I got to hear what you thought. Zero emotion, not a single like scrunch of the face or a single tear like literally robotic like she is a robot she has no sympathy no remorse while Sheena is like you know really coming out with these real life concerns of how this has affected her and we just you know cut to Raquel it's like nothing ever happened and she's even like talking to the producer I think it was during this scene kind of like laughing and making jokes like she honestly could care less yeah I honestly, I have more emotion watching a laundry detergent commercial than Raquel had watching her best friend pour her heart out on stage over something that Raquel did. It was so strange. Either she has a really scary good ability to like completely disassociate or maybe she took some Xanax. I don't know, but there was nothing happening. And it was frightening. Then she says to the producer, I feel like maybe I should have written Sheena a note or something. And it's like, oh, my God, Raquel. It reminded me of in Mean Girls when Karen apologizes to Gretchen Wiener and says, <laughs> and says, like, I'm sorry I laughed at you when you got diarrhea. And then I'm sorry I told everyone. And I'm sorry that I'm bringing it up again. 
And it's just like, that's the apology I imagine her giving to, to Sheena. It's, it's um, honestly, like, I just can't, I, I can't deal with it. Like eight months later, like court hearings, restraining orders. Oh, maybe I should have just written a letter. Okay, Raquel. We have Tom chiming in, you know, kind of saying that he didn't do this maliciously. And like, that's just another cop out. It is malicious, but I didn't do it with malicious intent. And it's just like, Tom, like, just stop talking. Like, it's just excuse after excuse. Like, you didn't cheat on your girlfriend with malicious intent. I don't think there's another way to look at it. It's wild. Him and Sheena start going at it. And then we kind of get this, okay, well, Sheena needs to exit stage left because we have to bring Raquel in. But before we do, Sheena makes a quick pivot and says, you know what, Andy, I have something for you. And I'm not sure this was the right moment, but I, I loved that she did it. And she gifts him with a gold record of good is gold. And she says, you know, Andy, in 2013, you said, okay, you've had one single come out last year. You have one single this year. At this rate, you'll have an album in 2023. And so this record, I'm like, well, is this a whole album or is it just good as gold? I think it's just good as gold. And so she didn't even make that 10-year deadline that Andy had set. And it made me kind of sad. But that being said, it was it was a good moment. And hopefully he cherishes that record as he should i loved it you know they start playing good as gold and sheena walks right out into that minivan and the sliding door just closes at the perfect moment it was just you know and then we get this transition we're in the minivan and then raquel is coming raquel is here we see a flash of the one-on-one with her and andy and it's again her like kind of scripted response I'm ready to take accountability. She kind of gives Andy some more details about how it went down. You know, it started after the girls trip and she drops this bomb basically saying like she thought everything would work out with Ariana. She thought that they could get past this. And it was all because she kind of reveals to Andy that her and Tom had a plan. Yeah. She basically said, well, we wanted to get our stories straight. And when Andy pushes her, she says, yeah, we wanted to basically lie about the timeline and about how long things had been going on and it felt Andy even calls her out he's like it feels like you're blaming Ariana and you know she says no I'm so ashamed of what happened but I mean the fact that she came out and said that they were planning on lying about the timeline it just gets worse and worse I agree I think that they had this plan but then it kind of turns out that Raquel didn't follow the plan and that she actually told Ariana the truth and you know she said that she told Ariana the truth and Ariana was actually like thank you because if you didn't Tom definitely wouldn't have which that I believe just another stab to the heart though like the mistress had to be the one to be truthful with Ariana not her boyfriend of nine years like disgusting yeah so okay she she makes it to the trailer she's in her sweats she's got a white claw in hand we see Raquel getting ready to come out there's some sort of snafu with her dress they're cleaning it off I don't know what happened but the suspense is building Schwartz takes out a bottle of pills he pops one Sandoval says green light green light what does that mean what is that code for something is that like did him and Schwartz have a playbook and they decided at the last second like green light means this red light means this 
I don't know, but I need to know these things. I don't know. Green light means go, like we're ready to go. I don't know. I saw, I think on Twitter or Instagram, somebody said, you know, on set, maybe they have like a red light when they're not recording and then a green light when, you know, they're recording. So I don't know. There might be some hidden meaning to that, though, because they did, I think, you know, put it in the closed captions. Like, so maybe there's something to that. Um, (laughs) I mean, Schwartz just popping that Xanax. Like, honestly, Schwartz, like, same. Like, at this point, like, I need a Xanax. I might need one before next week because it, it is about to go down. Raquel walks out on stage. We hear the the clicks of her heels. Ariana does not turn her head. She is not making eye contact. And then we just go black. And that's how part two ends. I can't believe that we haven't seen Raquel on stage till part three. I mean, I guess I had a feeling, but like, I'm going to need more than an hour of the cast kind of going at Raquel. Aren't you? Yeah, it seems like it's not going to be enough. Whatever we get, it's not going to be enough. And I hope we get more of the one-on-ones too. I feel like there's still some good nuggets in those interviews that we haven't seen yet. So that is where we left off on part two. Part three, the finale will be coming next week and it is going to be explosive. We will be here to cover it all. I am actually going to Sir next week for the live viewing of the reunion part three. So hopefully I'll have a lot of tea to spill, but catch us next week for the recap and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. Bye everyone.